No, but do we expect it? Yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. Hello, 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 hello. Hi. I'm in my like post spin glow right now. I have not showered. This is what I wore. Isn't that great? Ew. I know. I just well, I didn't think we're have recording the time remotely the... still. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing is you can't smell me through Zoom, but if you could, I'm sorry. Um also Andy's gonna sound a little different today. Yeah, uh, I'm on the struggle bus. Um, you know, moving means that I don't have like a lot of just extra cables laying around. So when certain cables needed to use certain microphones break, it was on its last leg for so long. Like the little connector bit at the end for weeks has been like hinged away from the cable. (laughs) And today was finally just the day that it broke off because i was running around trying to find a suitable room to uh zoom in yes because you're my office is too echoey it's too echoey furniture yeah it's just Um, it's just a you in a room yeah Um, oh and i just moved all that stuff in there today i was doing so well (laughs) and now Um, now i have to sit on my bed and record a podcast yeah this reminds me of the beginning of quarantine where i just used to sit on my bed and my covers and just lay back and talk. It was great. Um, But I'm going to get it this week and say, hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Andy. And this is Homo's Modern Modern Life. Life, A podcast where we're nailing it. Yeah. We're doing the most. Speaking of nailing things, Mm. not really. Um, I used screws and lag bolts. Uh, I mounted a TV. Oh, so I mounted manly. my TV, my 55-inch TV. I mounted it to the wall, You've and it got... has not fallen in the past. Because I was a li- I was five minutes late to this yeah. Zoom today. So if we hear a crash during this podcast, it's Andy's Yeah, TV. I mean, it's literally sitting right in front of me. I will, I will push this computer out of the way and jump. <laughs> and I mean, the TV will just fall on me and still break, but mm-hmm. I'll have at least tried my best, I guess. That's all you can uh, do? <laughs> But no, I like, I kind of like pushed down on the mount mm-hmm. before I put the TV on it, just yeah. to, you know, make sure. But I put like all of the bolts that I could mm-hmm. to like secure that fucker to the wall. Here's the thing. This is, this is a life hack. Stop buying smart TVs. I tell this to everybody. Andy has heard me say it 300 times. Oh, yeah. Because you know how much my TV weighs? 13 pounds and it's 44 inches 13 pounds well 
Yeah, I mean, I think TVs just in general, the newer they are, the lighter they are. I don't think that's have, true. I don't think it being as I don't think putting a Wi-Fi chip in a TV is going to make it weigh <laughs> significantly. Yeah, it more. does. It does. <laughs> I, well, maybe I'm just traumatized from like the early, you know, 2000s where the TVs were still a box. Um, Listen, yeah, I remember I, when my in college, I bought one of those. Somebody was on like the free and for sale page at my college was selling one of those like flat screen projector TVs. You know, it was like the big box. It was like a big boxy TV that was like a back mm-hmm. project. Like, I don't know, you know, it was enormous. It was on wheels. I bought it for mm-hmm. $20 and I sold it for $50 after I graduated. It was a profit because it's an antique then. Uh, I know. Yeah, I mean, I think somebody just wanted a big TV. Right. I definitely had a shitty, like, someone left it at the dumpster. So I was like, I'm just going to take this. It's still a working TV. Dumpster so I got this ginormous box TV. I love a dumpster find. I'm highly enjoying in my home gym having a big mirror that I found by the dumpster last mm-hmm. week that is I had I had taped out on the wall where I wanted a mirror to go and it fit that tape perfectly like it landed dead in the middle of that strip of mass of like painter's tape yeah all around the edge and it's been great. Like I haven't seen myself work out in so long. I have been working out mirrorless for a year. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's I so get to important. Like, That's how that. you get your form. Oh my God. My form, my back, I've been doing back exercises where I have to lean over and I'm like now very conscious of my back and how it's like, it needs to be flat. It can't be like, you know, mm-hmm. that little lower back bubble. Yep. This is why in spin, I watch myself in the mirror. That's how I know I'm keeping beat and I don't look geeky when I'm on the bike. I have to watch myself. It's not a vanity thing. It kind of is. Um, I mean, it is a little bit, but also the vanity of it all keeps me going. Mm -hmm. It's it's motivating. It's also the same mindset when I'm doing my teaches for work that I have their screen really big down below and then mine is really tiny up at the top right below my camera hello what do you think i am doing right now yep so (laughs) my picture is hovering right below that little camera so i can look at myself but it looks like i'm making eye contact exactly and that is what i do so that way i can like actually gauge all of my facial expressions because i've learned that my face doesn't always say what i want it to say And especially when people are doing stupid things on the teach, I have to stop myself because I'm there to help and not to judge. So if I look at them disturbed, they get concerned. So this way I can just kind of, you know, keep the, keep the smile on the mask on. Speaking of mask on. (laughs) Speaking of mask on. Uh, I can't get over the fact that I mounted a TV. Can I just... Yeah. I I was literally listening to a podcast earlier today. Uh, Best Friends, Nicole and Sashir. Uh Great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
where Sashir literally like yelled at Nicole, do not mount a TV yourself, hire a professional. And I kind of was like, is this a omen? Is this a sign? Is this a warning from above that I should not mount my TV? It's not going to fall. I don't like how close it is to your doors. Well, that can't be helped. (laughs) Uh, Doors. Cut the doors. Cut Cut the the doors. doors. Notches, just like not or saloon doors. What if I made them into saloon doors? Ooh, yeah. Or just take the doors off. You don't need them. We used to have those. um, Sorry, not saloon doors. Dutch doors. I don't know what a Dutch door is. Is that like Uh, a Dutch oven? It literally is like a door, but it's cut in half, so you could you can just open the top. Um, See, we used to have those in the like the like preschool area at our church. So that you could just like hand a kid over the. <laughs> yeah, I refer to those as the Mr. Ed doors. Oh, um, sure. Because mm-hmm. that's how, you know, if you have a horse, you get those and they can just pop their head in whenever, you know. Love that. See what's going on in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Um, yeah. I will. So you were going to you were going to talk about masks. I was going to talk about masks because by the time this episode comes out, correct me if I'm wrong, Colin, next Wednesday? One week from today. One week from today. Today. uh, We will be not required to wear a mask um, anywhere. Um, However, thanks to... State mandate. State mandate, but thanks to uh, the religious freedoms and not wanting to bake cakes for gays, businesses can still refuse service if you're not wearing a mask. So yeah, have fun with that because that's still private property. I um, mean, I will continue wearing a mask. Oh, 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 wait, the biggest news. What? I got a vaccine. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so bring it on, Texas. I was looking um, up slots to volunteer yeah because i can go volunteer at the mega site for 15 hours which is yep. just like a day and a half like two shifts one day and then one shift another day yeah uh, my coworker did one of her shifts and she said that towards the end of the day when um uh, when when because things expire right so what they do is then they start going down the the row right. and they're like you know volunteers that are 65 and older and blah 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 so for the people who haven't hit their 15 hours yet so there is a likelihood that you could get it before yeah um but again this is just for the first dose the second one i don't think you volunteer for you just show up so i don't yeah. you don't make an appointment for the second dose you just show up on the day they tell you to at the same time that you got your first one so it, it, that's it's easy, but I mean, it was a nightmare to get in. I had an, I didn't get, I, it took me two hours um, just to get in the line. And it took me probably another 30 to 45 minutes to figure out where the line started. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, but I mean, it's good. I felt fine. I had a headache uh, the day of, and I've just been generally tired, but as we know by now, that could just be symptoms of depression and is probably <laughs> what's going on with me. 
Um, but so far I haven't. Colin says, no, it's COVID for sure. For sure. <laughs> that Wouldn't that be my luck that I get COVID now? Yeah. Now. Right. Am... You're supposed to wait. Well, not that you're like allowed to just go do whatever you want after a certain amount of time, but you're supposed to wait like three weeks. Or it yeah. like takes three weeks to really kick in or something. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to the spin studio now. So I'm like, I'm actually in more of a, a place and it's probably more high risk than I have been. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm. It, it definitely has taken a big weight of anxiety, especially with what's about to happen. I don't like it. I'll still continue to wear a mask pretty much everywhere um unless i'm alone in a room um and even then it's questionable yeah i mean it, i just am scared for how much worse it's going to make the lives of the service industry people employees everywhere yeah. please yeah. they're not Still making food service and yeah they don't make the rules no they get paid and they don't get paid enough let's face exactly. it exactly they don't get paid enough to argue with karen's about you know whether yeah. they believe a mask Give... is helping or not yeah if, exactly. if you believe in your heart of hearts that you shouldn't be made to wear a mask in the business and that business says well you have to wear a mask to be a customer here you're just gonna have to turn your ass around and yeah go to another business which i know is what um you know, people said to the gays, mm -hmm. but um, those are different things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. And here's the thing. It's not an inconvenience. Let's be honest. I understand you forgot a mask. It happens. Sure, sure, sure. sure but sure. then straight up say that. That's what I want you to say. Not, I don't have to. Yeah. Well. But uh, it's not an inconvenience. Let's face it. Other countries have been doing this for a long time. And they are a lot healthier than we are. Uh, I hope that we become a mask society. It would be great. I uh, don't have to shave. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no pollutions in my lungs. No Just the cigarettes and jewel. Yeah, I was about to say, if you are putting <laughs> so many pollutants in your lungs, don't come to me and argue about air quality. Yeah, but you know what also happened this year? The lowest flu season ever. Sure. Like, there were no cases of the flu. Yeah, amazing what happens when... Because you know why? People we're are all... protections and then we're all just, you know, more or you less know, yeah, staying at home. People wearing masks, people washing their hands. It's amazing. Their kids aren't going to school and touching each other with their sticky fingers. Yeah. And then coming true. home and touching their parents with their sticky fingers. This is why you shouldn't have work. You shouldn't and have each other. Well, you shouldn't be touching other people at work. Um, mm. You know. Yeah, don't touch your coworkers. Um, I hope I never, I mean, God forbid one of my coworkers is listening, but I hope I never have to see my coworkers in person again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, after the week and the, the discussion that was had in my work chat this past week, oh, I, I, there, I, there is one team I hope I, I do not uh, have to see again. Yeah. Uh, not until 2022. Then we can talk. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's not that I don't um, respect and appreciate my coworkers as people. 
on a very like distant acquaintance level mm-hmm. it's not that i just dis- i mean it's not that i dislike these well people. you also well, didn't really get to spend much time in the with them that's the thing is in the I, beginning because we all you got start a new job and then the world ended yeah i was right. in the office for about six months yeah and then the world ended and now i've been out of the office for a year yeah. so it's like this is what I'm more accustomed to and I feel like when I when they asked me to go back which I don't think will be for a long time um you know at least until I'm banking on having till the end of the summer yeah our our office is our office is following CDC guidelines they don't care what the state says or at least my my part of the office I think my like angle of bargaining as far as going back will be like arguing for okay there's a a fixed number of days a year that you can ask me to come into the office Mm -hmm. like we can have a team meeting every two weeks where we all come into the office and work from the office that day i'm all about the hybrid life like that's what i want that's 100 percent what i want Cause like, and when they hired me, they said we aim to work at least one day a week from home, which didn't end up being the case when I actually got there. So I feel like my boss is not closed off to the idea of a hybrid work environment. Yeah. Like I'd like to go in on like Tuesday, Thursdays, like that'd be perfect for me. Like, cause that's also when I have my team, my biggest team meeting. And I'm like, perfect. Like, let's do that. We all work together, get things done. And the rest of my time, I, what I do is done best at home. And Mm -hmm. especially considering the layout of our new office, it will be so difficult for me to continue to do what I do. It will make more sense for me to spend more time at home than in the office. And a hell of a commute. Hell of a commute. Um, (laughs) Speaking of commute, we're gonna commute to the next segment. Uh, and talk about cars. Wow, that really worked. Oh, <laughs> um, and we'll be back. Vroom, vroom, bitch. Vroom, 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 vroom. Yeah. What's that sound? It's, it's a car. A because today we're talking about automobiles. Oh, also the dogs are barking. Hey, you know what? <laughs> They're best friends and they, this is, they, she lives for this. They love each other and I do what I can. I, I don't even know what they're doing at this point. Anyway, if I could put them in a car and drive them away, I would, but I would never do that because I love them. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> sentences that make sense uh cars cars i don't know much about cars um that being said i have an interesting relationship and history of cars okay i my first car was a chevy malibu with no ac Ooh. Mm-hmm. um My second car was a bright blue 
PT Cruiser. Oh, I know. Rough. I loved it. I called it the TARDIS because I was oh. really into Doctor Who at the time. Yeah. Um, because you were young and gay. I was young and gay. Um, wrecked that car. Oh, uh, I know. How it wasn't so? my fault. Uh, they always say that. It really wasn't. I was going through green light and it, it was in Austin. There's a very infamous intersection, much like I tend to live near infamous intersections, much like Wycliffe and the Tollway. Be careful if you drive over here, all I'm saying. Um, and it was on Cesar Chavez and I-35, I think. Uh-huh. And it's really hard because the ramp off the highway isn't long. And like, if you're not paying attention, you're gonna miss that there's even a light there. So this little frat, oh my God. Yeah, they're getting pretty feisty. <sighs> Sorry. You also um, doxed so- yourself a little bit there. I did? It's well. fine. <laughs> it's a dangerous intersection. I need people to know. Do you know how many accidents I see at Wycliffe and the Tollway daily? Daily? <laughs> like, you know, I would say there's about four a week. Let's be honest. So, <laughs> so be careful. Daily, you see like point seven i mean depends on the week man um snowstorm threw it off people weren't driving um but anyway yeah this this uh no it's fine Colin. i don't care it's, no one needs to hide me come at me bro um and in me um <laughs> but anyway this little frat bro just was going and i was going through a green light and I T-boned him because he got in front of me going straight, if that makes sense. Um, uh-huh. It horrified me. It's why I drive like a grandma now. Um, and I don't trust anybody else driving, like other drivers. Um, didn't have a car for a while after that. Tried the whole bike route to public Ooh, transit. Fun. Got really into- Super fun um, in Texas. Mm-hmm. In Austin, oh, going up and down that hill of South Congress, murder me. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then I got, then we had this like rent a little smart car program. And uh, it was like, oh, yeah, like Zipcar. Yeah, but it was just these tiny, those tiny, tiny little cars that like yeah. uh, go cars. cars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I would do that post transit, whatever. And then, um, I ended up inheriting my dad's Ford diesel extended excursion with camo seats. Okay, now describe to me an excursion. Uh, um, we're talking like an SUV sized gig. No, we're talking like, um, God, we're talking like Escalade, but for Ford. Okay, like I would giant... consider an Escalade an SUV. Am okay, I wrong? That's not the right. That's not the right. It's 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 fucking giant. Like, yeah. I mean, SUVs are big. This, I mean, this, I guess this it... isn't like a this isn't like a mom like a midsize. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Yeah, like... I mean, this was basically a a truck yeah. with uh with a back end. Yeah. No bed. Um, it had three rows of seats. And DVD Amazing. player and like all sorts of stuff. DVD player, wow, she fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got my dad's uh, 
old. So I then I sold that because um, I was mo- tried to do move to San Francisco, and then I came back, and then I got my dad's. Um, and you don't really need a car in San Francisco because you can just ride the trolley everywhere. Everywhere, right? Um, right? Am I right, San Francisco? <laughs> you got trolleys, uh, and then I had a Silverado truck extended with no uh-huh. AC. While I found the car I wanted, which is a Sebring, which oh. is the first car Andy saw me in that I ruined in his garage. Yeah, and you did. Now I'm in a little Nissan Sentra and I love it. So cute. I'm, I'm only 28 and I've had that many cars. I don't know what that says about me. Yeah, I, you know, I started driving. The first car that was really my car was my grandma's, you know, hand me down from my grandma, uh, her 95 Ford Taurus, which was white and had blue interiors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I loved that. loved I loved that car. It had such comfortable seats. It just felt like a solid piece of machinery mm-hmm. that ended up, you know, lasting me through sophomore year of college mm-hmm. um i loved it i had a guy approach me in a subway one time it was also the exact same car as one of my best friends mm-hmm. here <laughs> and everything and we one time had a guy approach us in a subway and ask if he could buy both of our cars from us because he loved that model so much well and i was I like it's that. a 1995 piece of shit he's like i'll pay you two thousand dollars over blue book value for it like, uh, I would have to take that offer to my parents, sir. <laughs> um, I've taken that offer. I've been like, right now, give me cash. Yeah, but in there, in the mix there, I did drive, like, for spans of time. Like, my dad, like, we still have this truck. It's sitting in one of my parking spots mm-hmm. at my condo because my family has never gotten rid of it because it is useful. Mm-hmm. but it is a 99 Ford F-150. Apparently we did buy it new. Wow. In 99. Yeah. It is it's just under 200,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> um, I drove that for spans of time. So I did also drive a truck. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, Butch. No. I mean, you also laid floors. You mounted a TV. He's a man. Listen, I <laughs> am a and you wonder how. I'm going to pimp know? you out, bro. I'm, okay, you've known me for like <laughs> how long? And you, you've yet to pimp me out. So don't fucking start. Mm. Uh, you know, and I, you know, there were other family cars. But I mean, the first one that was mine was the Taurus. Then I moved on when the Taurus, wait. Yeah, the Taurus died sophomore year of college. Then I went and studied abroad. And when I came back, because you don't That's need a car I, abroad because you, you know you don't well, cobblestones you know, yeah yeah you don't need a your own car on the cobblestones of rome mm-hmm. um so when i got back was when my parents leased me the prius my first prius mm-hmm. not the first prius of the family uh that would have been my brothers which we got new it was red oh Anyways, bad this choice. was a gray 2012 Prius, I guess. And I love a Prius. 
And I unapologetically love Prius. People loved to give me shit for driving up in a Prius. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I I've never one. been a person that um, tied a lot of my identity to the car that I drive. So for me to have the most practical car possible, which is one that gets 50 miles a gallon, mm-hmm. uh, to me is like, that's the best car I can have. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's like, if other people think it's a lame car, I didn't think it was ugly either. Mm-hmm. I like the way Priuses yeah. look. I mean, so I had that Prius, and then I had another Prius. Oh, that's not the Prius that I knew. No, you knew the Prius that I bought. Mm. And the other Prius was a lease. Oh, that other Prius was like this, like navy blue too. Yeah, or it was like just a little bit lighter than the navy. Jay's I loved the early twenties and their blue cars. Loved the color of that car. Mm-hmm. I was sad when I had to switch. Like they didn't make that color anymore when I got my new Prius. They just made this like light blue, like gross. Um, it's kind of like now. I got my Camry this past August. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also gray, as was my second Prius, just because like. They don't make a good Toyota needs to if Toyota's listening, uh, could you make a color blue hybrid vehicle that isn't like pearlescent Tiffany blue? Because I would love that. I would love like a deep blue car. You don't want a robin's egg. Uh, yeah, it, that's what it is. It's like a robin's egg blue. And I'm just mm-hmm. like. It's for I don't want to have a boring gray car, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to get a color car that I don't like. <laughs> See, I bought mine and my my current car, my Nissan Sentra. I I absolutely bought it. I did not even look at other cars when they showed it to me, and they were like, "This is the midnight edition," which means oh, and you were like sold immediately. Black it could possibly have. I got black rims. I got black everywhere. I'm like, this is what I want. The only way it could be better is all the silver was black. Yeah. I want a completely black car. So here's the things that are important to us in a car. The color and the mileage. Yes. Uh, is it important to you that a car is loud? What? Because I it, it appears to me from people driving on the streets that some people care that their car makes a lot of loud noises. Boy, let me tell you. So growing up in Hodunk, Texas, we had shop class, of course, where we well they were welding. Well, uh, it was more of a welding. Seems extremely class. dangerous. So they would bring in their trucks all the time and do mods on it as part uh. of their projects to make it louder, add more pipes, make it more smoky, all this. Uh. So like that is just I'm I'm unfortunately numb to it at this point yeah that to me is just some toxic masculinity bullshit that you need to make your car as much of an inconvenience to everybody else as possible you need everybody to look at you you that's what it is they're just begging for attention they make their car loud they make it send up a big plume of smoke they hang balls on it i don't understand i do i will never understand why people install exterior speakers on a car oh that could be fun <laughs> not all the time you go to some you know i i, I 
Yeah, no, not all. It's, uh, there's a very limited use cases for You're installing speakers on the outside of your truck. car. It would be fun to like roll up to like some sort of outdoor party. I don't know, do like a big barbecue, mm -hmm. but like out in the country where you don't have like neighbors nearby. Yeah. So you just like pull the car up and you use this big souped up speaker system. That'd be fun. Okay. But like, again, this is a very limited use case I've just described. And yeah. that's like the only place that I can think of that that's really a great idea. I mean, screening a movie outdoors. Yeah. I have thought of a solution where I would accept it in my personal, in my perfect dream car. So I have two dream cars. One is something big and it's boxy. If I've got unlimited budget, it's a G-Wagon. It's just what it is. I love Ugh. them. Um, or I've the been giant really... box. It's like, it's like a to it's like the Kia Soul of luxury cars. <laughs> I love it, but I've also been craving something like a Ford Explorer, or you know, because that's what my dad drove, or like some kind of Jeep. I want some kind of like super, you know, sure. four wheel drive. Yeah. Something. Practicality aside, money, miles per gallon, the environment. Yeah. I think I might drive a Jeep. Yeah. Just now, because I like the form factor, I think they're big and cool. I mean, not that I care that a car is big, but like, because honestly, smaller cars are easier to drive, but mm -hmm. like, it would be kind of fun to drive a big car. Yeah, especially put And it's what Lorelei drove in Gilmore Girls. I would want the exact one that Lorelei drove. Yeah, put the top down, throw Arlo <laughs> in the side seat, just blowing in the wind. So on my- Honestly, money... having a, a top down, like, a convertible car or a car where the roof can come off like a jeep honestly nothing sounds worse to me than driving around with nothing surrounding me no oh, i love it i love it i don't even uh, i'm not even the type of person that rolls down my windows on a nice day i keep them closed i use the air conditioning <laughs> it's too aggressive it's too loud so my ultra rich if i could have anything in the world vehicle uh -huh. transportation it would probably be, I'm only saying this brand because it's the only one I know that has two of the features of which I require. It would probably be a Bentley. Oh. With, with the reason I say that because it would be absolutely silent inside. Okay. Not like this moment right now. Absolutely silent uh -huh. inside. And <laughs> yeah, can we, can we get you a Bentley that you can record in? Yeah. And it would have... <laughs> A, a it has Bentleys have umbrellas in the door always and I would have a driver oh, I have, I've heard mm -hmm. it. well okay see now you've you've enlisted you've enlisted a human in this scenario and no, humans no. are not uh it's uh, money is no object that's what I said but well but I mean like but now the money is being spent on something that's not a car it all is the same thing Someone's right. got to move the vehicle. Okay. I'm fine. not going to move fine. a Bentley. Fine. I can't fine. be trusted driving fantasy. a Bentley. Oh, Lord knows. Look at how you crashed your PT Cruiser. <laughs> um, and that is also where I would install outdoor speakers or external speakers to play classical music upon my arrival. So <laughs> as I drive up, they hear gentle music arriving and then the door opens. Well, and um, at that point, apparently you're so rich that nobody can tell you shit. Exactly. A symphony. Uh, it was personally recorded for me and my vehicle. Oh, boy. Yeah. One day, Andy. One, One day. day.
day. Um, I feel like we need to take a break. And then when we come back, I will give my dream car. Mm-hmm. And then we can delve into some listener questions. Rock and roll. Sushi roll. I love it. Ro- wheels on the bus go round and round. Round and round. Round and round. What's up, brah? Um, Did you like that? Yeah, I've shifted to somewhat of a... Is that my new character? Paint me like one of your French girls sort of position for this segment. For no particular reason other than I've been sitting on the edge of my bed and I got tired. Yeah, it's very romantical. Yeah, you know, just an intimate chat between friends. Yeah. You know, just just a casual chat chat. What else I'm is gonna podcast talk about if not that? Um, I was I told you I was gonna talk about my dream car. Yes. And if I'm being totally honest, this isn't really a topic I've given much thought to because really, again, I don't really care. Uh, if it gets me from point A to point B, that's cool. There are some it's features all about the that experience. would be nice to have. I mean, mm-hmm. I would probably go with a Tesla because I feel oh, like it is yeah. the natural progression from Prius to Tesla. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, they are super pretty. They have that big screen, you know, very cool, very cool car. Um, yeah. I would love it if it were self-driving. I know we're not quite yeah. there yet, but soon. That um, could solve my driver's situation. Oh, sure. Yeah, there you go. A self-driving Bentley. Yeah. I mean, that's really all I want is an electric vehicle that, you know, has good air conditioning, Bluetooth, so I can play my tunes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, if it were self-driving, that wouldn't be so bad. Right? Honestly, we all need self-driving electric cars. Let's be real. GMC is going all electric by 20-something-something. That's a year. Yeah, I think it's like 2035, so it's far off. But to basically say we're not making gas vehicles anymore. Yeah, big. Get ready, America. It's going to change parking garages. Can't wait for all the infrastructure that's going to make that possible. Yep. (laughs) um i've always said we need to do something that like uses the power of magnets in the road to control cars and then we could have hover cars well yeah and no one that's i mean that's what the idea is behind those um bullet trains and i think i think they have them in japan and we're like you know supposedly all the permits are done to have one built between dallas and houston but yeah I mean, we'll all be dead before that actually finishes getting built. What if everyone just got their own little tiny version of a bullet train? I mean, that seems, but you would have to lay track. So Mm -hmm. yeah, everyone, I mean, let's just be real. Let's just replace all of the roads with track. But then uh, different people have to go different places. Yeah. I feel like the road thing, I I feel like we've worked it out pretty well at this point. I mean, traffic's a bitch, but... Roads, roads, I mean, what are they, you know? (laughs) 
I mean, what are they but tracks that you can move freely upon is the point. It's true. It's very true. Um, speaking of dream cars, that's our first question today. Yeah, we asked them, we wanted to know what your car, dream car. Yeah, what car do you drive now? And what car do you wish you drove? Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Badandrew? Okay. Oh, great. I, I feel like um, I'm going to be half have to be googling some cars mm-hmm. quickly during this um so this person this listener we love uh drives a vw passat and they mm-hmm. want a toyota 4runner these sound oh. like very similar tier cars to me no uh, <laughs> a passat no? is it is a tiny thing Okay, I'm and looking at pictures runner, of Passat. I actually love this car. It's a little one, right? I think my dream car is a Passat now. <laughs> it looks like VWs a... are nice cars, though. I agree. They're like the non-luxury Audi, right? Yeah. I mean, look at. I don't. You can't really see it very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, that's a nice car. Mm-hmm. I mean, a new Passat is maybe this person drives an old Passat. Look at look uh, at look at a forerunner. Now, to me, that's just like a boring mid-size. Oh, oh, forerunner is an SUV. Yeah, I see. Yeah, big boy is a big boy, and it kind of looks like a marshmallow. It probably has like four-wheel drive and some shit. Yeah, it's got like eighteen-wheel drive or something. I don't know. Mm, interesting. Okay, for all that off-roading that we do. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Okay. I see. You want to move from little car to big car. I get it. Now, I will say the only car I've ever wanted in the world, because only two of them exist and it's beautiful, is the Phantom Corsair. I think I've talked about it on here before. Yeah. Google the Phantom Corsair. I should mention this. If we're going to talk about an episode on cars, I want it on record that if someone can give me some kind of version of a Phantom (sighs) Corsair. This is the ugliest fucking car I've ever seen. It's beautiful. It's, it's classic. Just, it looks like something the fucking Adams family would drive. Exactly. It is the original inspiration for the Batmobile. Exactly. It's a Batmobile. It's the Adams family. It's American Gothic in a car. It's perfect for me, truly. <sighs> um this one says, I drive a boring Honda. A boring Honda. A boring Honda. Um Honda boring. I want a I want the BMW 750i from Tavon to I'm gonna say it again. I want the BMW 750i from Tomorrow Never Dies or the classic Aston Martin. Who doesn't oh. want an Aston Martin, truly. Yeah. Wait, I want one of those Aston Martins that um Q puts a bunch of gadgets in. Can mm-hmm. I have that? I only want the ones with the gadgets. Is that a yeah. paid upgrade or yeah. it just come um, So this person wants a BMW, which honestly, I'm just going to put... Look up a BMW 750i. It's another big boy, I believe. I'm going to put something out there that's controversially a brave and say that anybody, really no exclusions to this, that I can think of anybody that drives a BMW 
is an asshole on the road and a dangerous driver. A danger uh, to true. humanity. I've had, and that's the only, outside of my accident, there was one the guy that like... The is not a big boy. It's a sedan. Oh. I like there the is one guy that I accidentally. if we're being honest. There's one guy I accidentally cut off on the exit to uh, Lemon and Blackburn by accident. It was totally by accident. I just didn't see him. And he got so angry. We're going to call he this the episode he, of Intersections. Yeah, episode of Intersections. He got so angry. He zipped out, got in front of me, and then continually like would speed up, put on his brakes to basically mm. like try to make me hit him from the back. Mm-hmm. Um, on the ramp up to Lemon and Blackburn. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it was horrifying. I was like, I didn't do it on purpose. I'm in a shitty little car. Like, I didn't do this. People with BMW have a lot of rage issues, think they own the road, and they never use blinkers. Anyway, uh, this listener (laughs) says that they currently drive a Buick Lucerne, and they're aiming to have a nice Prius. Now, a Buick Lucerne, to me, sounds like a nice car. Uh, but I must be wrong. Buick Lucerne. Oh, okay. So it is old. Yeah, I was going to say it's right around the LeSabre era. Um, they don't make them anymore, I think. I think the most recent one was 2011. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can see why you might want to upgrade to a nice Prius. I highly recommend a Prius. Never been mm-hmm. unhappy. I wanted a Prius. I just won't buy one used because everyone freaked me out about the batteries. Oh, sure. People say that. Mm-hmm. I never owned one. I never owned the same one for more than five years. So, mm-hmm. But my brother drove a used Prius for years. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Years, yeah. Like, I want to say he had that thing from 16 to or maybe 17 to like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. so he had it for a decade at least yeah. a used Prius well and at this point it's going to become commonplace to replace you know electric cars are going to have to last so it's going to be cheaper to replace them all you know mm. um, this one says he currently drives his beat up ha- uh, high school hatchback he's in his mid 20s because I know who this is um, time for an upgrade I would love a Porsche so we're going to take, we're okay. going to dump all the way there. I support yeah. you. I had one guy pick me up for a date in a Porsche and I was like, oh, he definitely got some that night. But I don't know. I think Porsches are slightly overrated. Like, I don't really see what's so special about them other than the name personally. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing with all cars is that, you know, we start to get into things that make them special that I cannot see and do not understand, like horsepower and how fast they can go from zero to 60. I'm like, when am I ever trying to go from zero to 60 really right. fast? I'll be honest. Who am I drag racing against? All of mm-hmm. my choices are uh, kind of the same as we said. The first place is going to be gas mileage because like going from paying for a Ford diesel excursion where the cheapest amount of gas I could put in was $40 for like half a tank to now paying like 20 something to fill my tank. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going back. It's not, I'm not going to spend 
money on well part of what you just described has to do with the size of the tank which i don't think should be i it just and how how far the tank can go blah 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 gas mileage all of that basically yeah i that is that's i'm not going back to a more expensive gas mileage situation but also beyond that i mostly pick my cars on how they look on the outside which is why i like the g-wagon not because it's a mercedes i genuinely just like the body style of the car big boxy lady and Uh, the the newer jeep there was like an era of jeep wranglers that looked very similar to the g-wagon where it was just a bunch of sharp lines and that's why i liked it uh this last listener uh, can, well, no, I was going to say they can reach out to me because they sound rich, but then I also don't like part of this answer and their profile picture is a cat and it's kind of like a mean looking cat and I don't know that I want <laughs> that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but this person who we love said uh, a Ben's GLA a Mercedes-Benz GLA, which I looked up, and it's a mid-sized Mercedes. It's mm-hmm. pretty, but, mm-hmm. you know, not doing all that much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says his dream car is Jeffrey's pink Rolls-Royce, oh. uh, referencing Jeffrey Star, whose Rolls-Royce looks like a Malibu dream car. It does. It does. I would also Barbies, do a, a Malibu Rolls-Royce. Dream I would consider a Rolls Royce. I personally don't think they're as pretty as a Bentley. Nor I. I think they're too... um, They're too stuck in an era. Well, okay, I'll say this. I'll posit a theory. Are they the French bulldogs of cars? Rolls Royce? Yeah. Are they the Frenchies? It has kind of a wide smushed face. Yeah. Yeah, I always think it looks kind of like a, like a, um, somehow it looks like a weapon. I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, uh-huh, agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my last one's in a Chevy Malibu. Hey, Chevy Malibu, at least yours has AC, I bet. And of course he wants a Tesla. The only one to say he wants a Tesla outside of you, Andy. Huh. I'm shocking oh, wood. I'm shocking wood. Um, but don't worry, we have another, we asked another question. We did. we did. Because we needed to get down to the bottom of this. Right, we were very curious about uh, the relationship between gays and cars. Mm-hmm. You know, and selecting one like, is PT Cruiser on this list? We'll find out. Um, but we asked, what's the gayest car and why? Um, and my first answer is a Fiat 500. And they said, just because. I also have a listener that said Fiat 500. And they said, do you want to know what they said? Mm -hmm. They said, car exclusively for bitches. That's true. And also because Gucci did a Fiat 500. And I bet Uh that's that's, that specific car. Let me tell you. I, you know, I mentioned earlier, I spent some time abroad in Rome, mm-hmm. literally every car is a Fiat 500. It's, but they need it there. The streets are tiny. Almost literally no other cars there, but Fiat's, and then all of the cabs are Priuses. 
Yeah. It's just, that's those are the two cars that exist in Rome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm not big into the Fiat 500. To me, it's a little too smart car esque. Yeah, just, I don't it's like the little um, baby baby girl. I don't like Mini Coopers either for that same reason. I, they feel the same, and the inside of them are so weird. Everything's a round circle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I had a friend who had a Mini Cooper for a while, and that yeah, that shit's tiny. Yeah, everything on the dash was circular, like a, a mm-hmm. just its own circle. It was very weird. I didn't did not like. Um, I have someone that said a coupe two seater. So just any. Yeah, that means I'm not gonna have no children. I'm not gonna have no guests. It's just gonna sure. be me and my living penis, man. I guess so. Driving I, down the California highway. I don't necessarily stereotype gays as being sports car people, though. And when I think two seater coupe, I think sports car. Yeah, I mean that's really I the think only. The Porsche, the Porsche of it all, the Ferrari of it all. Yeah, I would I would beg to differ that Jeffrey Star's pink po- Rolls Royce is the gayest car, but I mean that's tr- true. That is the <laughs> that is the gayest car. But you know, if we're talking about if we're generalizing a car onto most gays, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the car for the general populace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this get yeah, this I almost called him a client. This listener <laughs> said, whatever car I'm driving. So he's so gay, he doesn't even know what car he drives. Nope. <laughs> yes, no, I think he's saying that whatever car he's in becomes the gayest car. He's oh, in sure, it. sure. Which is... Um, I, like, the, I well, like my interpretation better, but sure. I think that's a pretty big ego you have, sir, saying that you're the gayest thing there is. Yeah, you think you bring that much gay everywhere you go? Please. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. Try that. Try, try me. Okay, and our last answer, which I think is actually the correct answer, uh, this person said Volkswagen Jetta. Cute but expensive, compact for the city. My gay older brother has one. Uh, yeah. Thank you, listener, for providing the right answer, because I do believe that the Volkswagen Jetta is the gayest car there is, and I actually that is the car that I've wanted for the longest time. Yeah, and Subaru Outback is the most lesbian car. Oh, a mm-hmm. Subaru, absolutely. I would actually drive a Subaru though. There's something. There's very too much aspects of my personality. One who is, you know, Gotham, Adam's family, dark, creepy. And the other side of me that's like this lesbian that would live in the desert in like kind of a a, 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 a mud home, whatever they're called. A, like um, a, well, not a yurt. Adobe. mud. Yeah. An Adobe, yeah. Yeah, Super Adobe House and go to Marfa. That's the problem with my personality is I want both. And some of me wants this like, you know, outdoorsy vehicle like a Super Outback or a Jeep. And then the other part of me is like, I want luxury. Honestly, like wagon. maybe my dream home is like a really nicely souped up RV. I mean, I you, you know me. I've been talking about that for a while too. I yeah. want to be a nomad. 
Um, I mean, actually, no. did I say dream home? Not dream home. Dream car. I still want to have a home outside of this RV. Oh, but like, see, no, I want to go out there. If mileage weren't a, a thing, I would just like to have a home space that I can take with me anywhere. Yeah. So that would be fun. Yeah, I get it. But it has to be nice. Yeah. This is, this is my dream, and money is no object. And neither is mileage, because oof, are these, man. That's got to be expensive. Yep. Um, I have one last one, and it says, well, in Texas, the gayest car is a Ford truck, because you can fit so many cowboys inside that back end. I have uh, had sex uh, in the back uh, uh, of a bed of a truck, and it's kind of fun. In the bed of a truck. Mm-hmm. Mm. Under the stars. I associate those with being dirty. The bed of the truck is dirty. Not for a gay. What are they going to put back there? I ha- I currently have many things in the back of my... It's not your truck, though, Andy. <sighs> but it's my stuff in the back of it. <laughs> uh, God. I have a pallet. There's a pallet. And you have a pallet. Pieces of flooring. <laughs> you have a pallet. What are you going to do with your pallet? <sighs> Just put you know, it in your room. Just put it... Just hang it from the ceiling. I want to do something. I don't know. You know? Another project for another day. Another, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of another project, if you want to check out my project, that is memes, um, which is neither here nor there these days, but you can check it out at homosmodernlife.com. Uh, nope, I don't know where I'm going. Homosmodernlife on Instagram. <laughs> Hooray. And you can follow me at Andy from Boy Story on Instagram. Also, don't forget the other socials like Snapchat. Uh, nope. I'm not nope. on Snapchat. I mean I, TikTok. No, I don't. I do. I don't have that. It's not open to the. I. Nope. TikTok is what I mean. Uh, oh, Twitter. God. Sure. Um, on Twitter, and... I'm Andy Boy Story because the from was too many characters. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to pull a band-aid off right now. Um, <laughs> Ew. Something up your it band-aid was, during our plug. It was applause. hurting me. It was Please hurting don't me. associate the disgust of a band-aid with our plugs. <laughs> HML Political Hookup at HML Political Hookup on Instagram. We're killing we're doing we're doing it. We're, we're ending how we started, babes. Uh, um, yeah. You said it earlier. You can go visit our website, homosmodernlife.com. You can shop our merch at HML Shop on Instagram. You can send us a cash tip on cash app, dollar sign homosmodernlife. And you can send us a cash tip on Venmo now. Hell yeah. Same one, Homo's Modern Life. So now there's no reason not to send us money. At Homo's Modern Life on Venmo. We know you use it. Yeah, help me pay for this stuff. (laughs) The burden. Oh, the financial burden. Well, fare thee well, Andrew. (sighs) Bye. Dream a little dream for me. Peace out. This has been a Homo's Modern Life production.